Rebecca and Jerry are now midway through their winter quarter of online sessions at Cold Wax Academy, where, as always, members have access to in-depth and varied content for learning and growth. Upcoming sessions include a presentation by guest author Sean McNiff, tips on photographing your artwork, a painting clinic for works in progress, and the final critique session of this quarter, with a special focus on composition. As a member, you can also access the private Facebook page and the community there of informed and supportive artists who post paintings, ask questions, and initiate discussions. It's never too late to join Cold Wax Academy. All live sessions are recorded, and there are now nearly 100 previous sessions in the member library. Please visit coldwaxacademy.com for more information, as well as basic information about using Cold Wax Medium. That's coldwaxacademy.com. That's all for now. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we're talking about where are we going? Carrying out a creative project is rarely a straightforward process. A basic aspect of creative work is the way that ideas evolve during the process rather than being known from the beginning. The outcome is unknown as the artist dives in, and the end is often surprising and exciting for its creator. Yet, understanding and accepting this process is very difficult for many people. It seems to be human nature to know where we are heading when we set out to have a goal and a plan and a roadmap. Today, we'll talk about the importance of the unknown in creative work. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. Yeah, this is all about being okay with the question of where am I going, being one that you ask in the moment and you answer with simply the next right move. Um, It's about not needing to know exactly where you're heading uh, in the big picture, but also being completely invested in the process of getting there and how not to be too anxious or worried that you're going to end up somewhere that you don't want to be. Because if you do, um, you can count that as a learning experience. And we all sometimes end up where we don't want to be. But it is, it does seem to be human nature to want some kind of a roadmap and, and, you know, have some sense of guarantee that we're going to end up somewhere um, positive. And, and yet in the creative process, it, if you focus too much on that, it's, it is a hindrance and I was thinking about this um, after I heard a talk by uh, a man called Christopher Benson, and he wrote a book called Art in the Making, and he spoke last week at the Wright Gallery in Taos, and it was an interesting talk. And in his book, um, he reached out to a, about 90, a uh, few more than 90 creative people in a wide variety of media and different fields. And he asked them about their work and their process, and then they wrote responses. And so that's what the book is about. But in the the Q&A, after the talk, somebody asked him if he noticed if there was a common theme that ran through all the stuff that the artist said, what they sent back to him. And he said yes, and he said it was that many people said they didn't know the outcome of their work ahead of time. 
and this is interesting because they were working in a lot of different um, different ways. And they're all people who are, you know, really accomplished in their work and they all have consistent styles and recognizable styles and ways of working. So so we know that when they say um, they, they're not sure of the outcome, it's not that they're saying they work in some kind of random way because there is this consistency. Their, their work is not all over the place. So we have mentioned this before because it it's such an ongoing thing that artists struggle with really is to have some sort of uh, boundaries and structure around what you do and, and based on what interests you and what's exciting to you, but also being able to go into unknown places that lie within that realm of things that you're interested in. And when we talked uh, with Joey Cafone a couple weeks ago, he also um, mentioned uh, that an aspect of creativity is being willing to accept an unknown outcome. And this this really does come up a lot in what's written about creativity. Um, there's a book called Trust the Process by Sean McNiff, and a very influential book for artists. And he has some really strong ideas about not focusing on results, but you know, being in the moment, engaging with, responding to the process as sort of unfolding in front of you. So all of these kind of people's thoughts have been coming together in my mind and also, of course, because uh, it's part of my everyday life in the studio. I don't, the way that I work is exactly that thing of I have a general realm of ideas that I work in. And then when I start a piece, my my basic ideas are pretty limited. You know, like I, I would like it to be in this type of color range or you know, I, I want to include some strong shape, but it really doesn't go much beyond that. It's all about the process. And because I have a developed visual language that I work with, the 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 paintings do look similar. There is a coherence to my work. So that's um, kind of a an intro, I guess. And it's it's it can be a hard thing to to work with to understand because um, it can make people pretty anxious if they to you know to let go of that need to let go of what's going to happen here where am I going and the other thing I wanted to mention before we got too far into it is this this uh, unknown outcome is actually true whether the work is uh, well planned out ahead of time or well it's or whether it's more spontaneous which might seem like a contradictory but idea but if you think about somebody planning out something like um, uh, something made out of a material that isn't very malleable like marble or maybe they're weaving a tapestry or something so there it is planned out ahead of time but there's still that point where the artist simply had a vague idea you know and and before they began with their planning and so th- at that point that's where they're they're thinking into the unknown and and the whole project will be somewhat unknown because they are not sure if it's going to turn out the way they want it to be right you can you can plan uh, a lot and yet as you encounter your material you may run into problems that you didn't expect 
And so I think even for work that's quite planned out, there is um, there's a point during the planning when it's unknown, and there's during the process there can also be things that that come up. Um, and of course, there is a lot of, or there are a lot of art materials that um, you know are are much more flexible, and you can make a lot of changes um, and so on. So um, that that planning activity, that brainstorming, that generating of ideas, that there's a lot of intuition there. There's a lot of spontaneity there where somebody's looking for the for the right way to start. So um, I think this um, kind of unknowing state is true in, in any creative project. And it gets called a lot of different things. You know, it gets called play. It gets called trusting the process, uh, being in the flow, being in the zone. Uh, gets called spontaneity, intuition, you know, all of these things kind of pointing in that same direction. Yeah, it's interesting that even in very controlled situations, there still needs to be a degree of this in order to have good results. It, it um, if uh, I think I think that there's a a degree to which um, if we if we aren't flexible enough to um, adapt to whatever. Our, our materials are doing on any given day. Yeah, uh, we we don't end up where we want to be, and so it's uh, uh, having that adaptability and that that willingness to to take another step forward, even if you're headed in a different direction than you thought you were going to mm-hmm. be, is is really pretty essential. It is, and it you know it can feel risky, and it it doesn't always feel comfortable. But I think if you don't do that you are simply repeating all the solutions that you've used before and that kind of stifles the the joy of it for i mean at least for myself and i think a lot of artists there is <laughs> there is joy in kind of riding this wave of the unexpected the surprises the um the things that come at you that you you don't see coming and then you deal with them and and you it's you know it's it's exciting um the the thing that I could see being a difficulty um, is really with specifically with commissions, mm. um, because sometimes not that I think most people when they commission a painting they understand that they're not going to get a carbon copy of another painting that they liked, you know. But mm. it, th- there's there's definitely some risk involved in taking on a commission with somebody who wants something fairly specific, and mm-hmm. then. If you give them something where where you've gone in a slightly different direction, are they still going to want to buy the painting? Yeah, I I agree, and it's a reason that a lot of artists only really like commissions if they have pretty free reign. <laughs> and you know, it it's a it's a uh, tricky area, and one in which many artists do feel a bit stifled, and yet. You know, it's it's a practical thing to do. It's a good thing to do in terms of, um, you know, that you will sell the painting. But uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I think what you say is true, and it's it's a difficulty with those. Um, so that this whole attitude of being of of welcoming really um, things that are unexpected can be a challenge and I and we touched on this a little bit also when we were talking to Joey Cafone but why do people have such a hard time with this idea that they don't know the outcome and 
um, you know, we're talking specifically about artists and, uh, but, you know, this is actually very true in life in general. Um, why, why do we struggle with this? And, and I really think we have so much uh, conditioning as, uh, as going through our school years because there's always presented this, uh, the way things are presented is a logical progression of ideas. You know, one thing uh, is based on another thing, and there's a sort of step-by-step absorbing of these established facts, established ideas, and then, um, you know, you're tested on how well you can remember these things. And um, sometimes, you know, you you're challenged to to come up with some something more creative, your own analysis of something, or um, you know, putting ideas together. But overall, there's this really well established framework for learning, and it and it works fine for things that we need to know for certain career paths, or uh, and a lot of daily skills like math and reading. You know, there's this you know, it's like an established pathway. And and even in, in art, um, you know, we do learn things in school that are useful, like the sort of the mechanical side of things, like how do compositions work or, you know, something about color theory or things like that or technical skills. And, and so, you know, those things are, they're good. That's foundational stuff. And sometimes we have teachers that, um, you know, really do encourage true creativity. Um, but it's, it's not always the case. As many of us who have um, had art educations that perhaps didn't go on into college, and, and we just only experienced that more rigid structure. Um, and really, this kind of, uh, this approach of, it's almost a mechanical approach can really suck the joy out of creativity and and just reduce it to another subject that you have to learn in some rote way and get a grade. And so that's our conditioning. That's what most of us experienced in school for the most part. And I will always say there are exceptional teachers and there are people that encourage creative thinking and creative problem solving. Um, But you know, overall, we all know that's that's kind of how it works. So, so okay, now we're we're adults, and all of a sudden, most of the things that we're trying to do, we don't have, we don't have that plan. <laughs> we don't. We may want it, but it's like, uh, you know, and and until you learn how to sort of ride the wave and figure things out as you go, it can be very um, anxiety-producing for people. And and that is something, it, it's it's kind of uh, under the surface a lot of times, and sometimes people don't even realize why they're so stressed about starting a painting or something, and and just that kind of underlying anxiety about not knowing what's going to happen. Let's take a quick minute to talk about what deals are available from Blick. Ampersand, gesso board, and clay board are twenty eight to forty two percent off. This is a great opportunity to get some panels at a great discount. So to take advantage of that offer and to support the Messy Studio Podcast, go to MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, B-L-I-C-K. That will take you straight through to the regular Blick website, but when you use our affiliate link, Blick will donate 10% to the Messy Studio Podcast. 
Using that affiliate link when you purchase your art supplies is really important to us. That 10% commission from Blick is very generous, and it's a really great way to fund the podcast. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it makes sure that all the bills around here can get paid. So once again, that affiliate link is MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, B-L-I-C-K, to get your ampersand clay board or gesso board for 28 to 42% off, depending on the size. All right, let's get back into it. So, so we're just talking about that difficulty of, you know, getting over that conditioning of, you know, there's a certain way to do things and I'm going to follow it and have some kind of result that I can anticipate. And and I think uh, one of the ways to combat that if you're in that mindset is uh, really, really trying to stay in the moment. Um kind of watch yourself paint, be be in that moment when you're working or whatever it is you do, whether you paint or some other creative activity. And that's one thing. And the other thing is to try to stay away from that negative self-talk. And another topic we've mentioned so many times, but, um, you know, you might find yourself thinking, oh, I don't know where I'm, where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing et cetera, et cetera, that, that I'm, I'm lost and I don't know what's happening feeling. And really that is perfectly okay because in creative work, that's basically a positive thing. And, and the reason it's a positive thing it, is because you are exploring, you know, you're on, a, you're on an adventure and you don't know where it's going. We tend to frame it in a negative way, but if you can embrace that feeling and say, Okay, this this is good. This means I'm I'm getting into something new, um, you know. And there's other things that we tell ourselves when we're feeling lost in a painting, like I'm just making a mess. Yeah, maybe you are, but messes are part of the process. <laughs> um, people worry about wasting things. They worry about wasting time and materials and money. Um, and that's another thing that. It just seems like you have to accept as part of the process. Yes, you're going to, at some point, scrape off your painting most of the expensive tube of paint that you just bought because you need to. <laughs> and it's just, it's there's no way around it. And so, trying to counteract any of that um, really, oh, beating yourself up kind of talk because you don't know where you're going, and trying to remind yourself over and over it's part of the process. Um, so there is a place for having a general idea in mind. So that is, this balance is another thing that really gives people trouble. There is a role for planning. There is a role for intentions. It's not all or nothing. You know, you're not either absolutely on a rigid pathway or you're not absolutely floating around in an ocean of possibility. Um, and so finding that that zone that works for you is is a personal challenge. I mean, um, probably complete abandonment will not really satisfy you, just total intuition. We talked about this uh, in a previous podcast about intuition. Um, because the role of creative creative work is communication, right? So you do want to express something 
coherent that somebody else is going to get <laughs> most of the time. And there is that totally intuitive painting that may be a bit more like therapy than actual something that somebody else could uh, work, could, could get into your work with. Um, but you do mostly need some kind of structure or logic to what you're doing, some focus on what it means to you. And this doesn't have to be specific, but that general realm of what am I interested in? What what kind of moods or ideas uh, do I want to express? Where am I getting my ideas from? And it's good to keep those intentions, those kind of basic intentions a bit open-ended because that allows for more of this unknown outcome to enter in but you're you know you're you sort of figured out a little bit about where you're going and i feel like the this joy of discovery which is what's exciting about doing all of this it is supported by skill because when you have the skill you can it's a better channel to where your ideas are coming from and it's also supported by a sense of direction and I, I was thinking, I had this um, vision in my mind of, it's a little bit like, let's say you're out in the countryside and it's a foggy day, but you know there's a hill there and you want to climb the hill. And so you start walking up the hill and you have a general idea of where you're heading. You can sort of tell that because of the incline, but the actual route that you pick and just what your destination is going to look like oh, when you get there aren't very clear. So you just start walking and you're trusting your sense of direction. But there's a lot of different ways that you can get there. And, you know, as you're going up this this hill, you're probably going to hit some rough places and some, you know, brambles or something. And you're probably going to backtrack a little bit. But you also have along the way, you have some lovely moments when you're just appreciating what you're doing. And then you get to the hop, top of the hill and in, in my little story here, the fog lifts and you see where you are and you have reached a view that is surprising and it's beautiful. And it's like, well, I'm not sure how I got here, but I'm here. And so that hill, obviously representing a finished work of art. So there's a lot of ways to get there. And you, you definitely, most of the time, cannot see the ending before you get there. So... In terms of painting, you know, this wandering around in a general direction that, that suits you, that is a general goal, um, basically what you're doing as you do that is what is the next move? What What's the next best move to make? And and so, you know, what what does a painting need? Oh, I think I need more red. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, and it's often surprising and exciting when you're finished. And... In fact, the sense that you've found a new place, and it might only be subtly different from your last place that you landed, but that sense of this is new, this is working, that's, that's one of the ways for myself that I know something's done. And it's like this, this sense of rightness. And so along the way, during the painting, I've been shifting and adjusting my sense of what's right what's right for the painting what's right did I the thing I just did was that a good thing <laughs> and it's uh it's can be convoluted it can be take a long time um 
and there's this, but there is this sense of enjoyment of the process of being, being in the moment with that. Yeah. Do you have a, a, an evaluation process that you use to determine it, 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 are things going in the right direction, even if it wasn't the direction that I thought? Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's always relative to what's already down on the painting and so, as I said, it's this, it's this kind of shifting balance as you work through the painting, sometimes deliberately doing something that uh, doesn't look good, but I'm setting up another step. For example, I might put down an, an area of, you know, pretty bright white paint, which looks like it doesn't work at all on the surface, but I know that the next time I paint... I'm going to be putting glazing over that or, you know, knocking it back, but it's a deliberate step. And in that case, I'm thinking ahead a little bit. So sometimes there's a bit of thinking ahead. Uh, there's with color, especially. Um, but yeah, it's just this um, sense that I'm resolving issues as they come up as best I can, um, you know, thinking, well, what, what do I need to make this color look more rich? Or, you know, is this shape too big? These kind of constant little decisions that are adding up to the finished piece. And that idea of resolving something, I, I sort of like that word resolved as much as I do finished when I'm talking about a painting that's done, because I think that that word acknowledges that every painting represents this long series of decisions and choices and they do happen in the moment and they do happen within a sort of framework of that general path up the hill. <laughs> um, and it, it's very hard to kind of explain this stuff. And I just feel that every, every artist finds a balance and some people are going to have a little more structure, a little more ideas. Maybe they're working from a photograph or maybe there's something very compelling that they're trying to uh, create. And then it becomes uh, like, how do I get there is a little more directed. So the way that I paint is, it is intuitive and it is open-ended and it's really the hardest kind of um, process to explain or talk about. Yeah. And so then that, that evaluation process is also intuitive and, and open-ended. It's, um, and it's something that you just do kind of continually as, as the painting progresses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. and I don't, I don't expect, I, I will say, I don't expect every time I work on it for it to look resolved. I mean, that's, that's actually a deterrent to progressing through the work. So, um, yeah, I may leave a painting in a very uh, uncomfortable state with colors that are not working or shapes that are, uh, you know, just not right. And and then when I come back to it, I have something to react to. Um, and it, it's energizing for me to, to jump in and start solving those problems that I've sort of set up for myself. So it's, yeah, it's not that every every stage is it looks anything like what it's going to be look looking like when it's finished so again it's a hard thing to explain um but there is for me and i think a lot of artists that work in this way there's so much 
um, energy in generated in producing these situations, setting up these challenges every step of the way, and then figuring out something to do about them. <laughs> and it's, it is in the moment. All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Uh, yeah, I just getting back to that question, like, where am I going? <laughs> uh, it, it's true in life. It's true in art. It's true so many times for us as human beings. And in the big picture and talking about art, I, I do think it's good to have an idea of what's important and meaningful to you as the artist. So that's, that's the general guideline in which you're working. And the way that that is manifested and the way that it ends up is going to be um, very different from, it, well, it, it's important that it is different from anything that you imagined in the beginning because your imagination in your head is a bit limited. What is going to bring you out of your own ability to imagine something is what's happening with the materials and it's what's happening with your process and your responses to things. So you go beyond yourself when you have this attitude. You you open up further than you would have. Uh, and I think that's what's very exciting. So in a, for any individual piece that you're working on, in the moment, where am I going? That question really only needs to be about the very immediate future. It means you're responding to what's the next move or what's the next set of moves. And that's what's important right there. And so sometimes you need to push yourself. I mean, you have to have a certain fortitude to keep going when you don't know where it's going. And sometimes it looks like it's absolutely going in the trash. I mean, sometimes it looks terrible, but you keep going and you don't know the final outcome um, as you go. So I think that process of, of going through that unknowing pushing on, coming to something new, that has dimensions that go beyond the studio. I mean, that that is a life process, really, when, you know, it's one of those lessons that creative practice can teach us if we're paying attention that can be applied to other areas of life. All right, well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out RossTickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.